Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hey, property magicians. Oh my gosh, Mizo and I have been discussing the problems of the world before we record this. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to episode 49. My yes. name is Vangile Magwakwa. I'm your host for the show and my co-host is... Is Mizo Rainmaker on all the platforms. I'm Miranda Moloto, your host on the Property Magicians. Welcome, welcome. Is this still uh-huh. a lockdown podcast or not? It's not. I eh? know, not for me, for sure. Okay. It's not a, <laughs> it's not a lockdown podcast, but we got this property thing locked down guys our guest yeah feisty like that you've never come across someone this passionate about mentoring you've never come across someone this passionate who has tried several strategies in property she's looking for passive 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 you're gonna love this (laughs) oh my gosh so our guest today guys is doris and bella And she is amazing, okay? She is going to talk to us about, literally, she spoke to us about um, flipping. Everything. How (laughs) to make money back-to-back, how to make money from property just from having your OTP and then you sell that property before you even have your title deed. Absolutely. So you make a profit before you even have the title deed. Yeah, and have you heard of guys? Have you heard of Section 12J? You're gonna hear about it here. Oh my god! Oh my god! Doris has just made our day, right? So um, I found (laughs) I found Doris on I think I found her on on home channel, right? Channel one seven one of those. I I, I mix them up. There's one seven seven and one seven four, but they are my channels, the only thing I watch on TV. (laughs) And she speaks so passionately about property uh, because she went and learned everything that she wanted to do. She's a chartered accountant, but she was so intense on um, retiring at 40 and she made it possible. She started with education, education, education. Education. Okay. Wow, guys, without further ado, let's head on to Doris. Let's do that. Welcome to the show, Doris. We're so happy to have you. Thank you so much, Vangile. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay. Yeah. So I know Mizo saw you on the home channel and she's the one that was like, we need to have this woman on and witness um, introduced uh, Mizo to you or or something like that. (laughs) And this is how you end up being on the show. Thank you for saying yes. So, so Doris. Um, so thank you for coming on to, onto the show. I know you were a reluctant guest because you thought this is public <laughs> and whatever. Yeah, and I have seen you speak on different topics in property and I, I started stalking you because there are things that 
you just need to tell us, you know, how did you even start? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us your background mm. and how you end up being in property and you can speak with um, confidence about property investment. Okay, thank you so much, ladies. Um, it's, it's, it's an honor and a pleasure to be here. And um, I'm always happy to, to, to share my my journey about uh, property and what I do. Um, maybe just to start at the beginning, I'm an accountant by profession. I've mm. probably worked only in financial services. I've been in corporate finance and then financial services for the last 10 years. So numbers is my thing. Anything that has got to do with numbers attracts me. I'm a numbers person, spend oh, my days on spreadsheets. <laughs> so I love working on, on spreadsheets day in and day out. Right. Um, I'm, I'm a wife uh, to a very tall and handsome husband. And I've got... <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know. I, I, I know that Misa keeps on getting all these guys off. I'm just putting it out there, you know, so that I don't get the same <laughs> request that Lisa keeps on getting <laughs> when she does her consultations. So <laughs> the patience, yeah. the patience. Story. Me, so Misa gets I am me married on all the time. <laughs> I, the wrong attention, though. The wrong attention. Oh, that's so painful. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. So, so you gotta put it out there. So at least next time I want sound rude. I'll say, you know, just go and listen to um, my podcast. You know, on wealthy money. You know, you'll know all about me. <laughs> I'm married to a handsome man. It's tall. It's tall. I'm very short, so I had to make sure that you know the husband is tall, that I don't have short kids. So, and unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> This property podcast is very interesting, I tell you. It really is. Not about me, so that's a bit about me. And I've got two beautiful daughters, um, 12 and 9. And um, yeah, so so that's on on the home front. But I worked for 15 years, and so part of my strategy, how I got into property, was that um, I wanted to retire at 40. So, Mm. and strategy was that I'm going to do property. And why property? Um, Having worked in the financial services, you know, I was a deal maker for a couple of years. I helped people start businesses, grow businesses, you know. So I knew property was one of the ways where you can literally own one without having to come up with a business plan you know <laughs> every time you go to a financier you say i want to start a business you know they say come up with a business plan you know prove this yeah. prove that so mm-hmm. and also property is one of the ways you know that it will appreciate over time so you don't yeah. um you don't only just buy to get you know uh, um cash flows but that is one of the ways to build wealth so that's that's why mm-hmm. I, I i wanted to follow so obviously um yeah it was kind of like a natural thing and i also wanted to do something where i can be passive you know i don't have to have an office yeah. you know yeah. to be able to do proper mm. so yeah to be able to have time with my kids and um i can't do that if 
I've got an office, you know, all when we started, when I started in my journey, I wanted to be a CEO of something, you know, know. all aspirations. And then I realized that, you know, being a CEO of something, it means you've got, um, you've got to be there most of the time. You've got shareholders you have to report to. You know, the things that we aspire to when we are young, you know, as yeah. young professionals, you know, yeah. we're thinking that when it's linked to being an employee of someone and where you have to report to someone and then when you start on the journey, you realize that it's not all what it's supposed to be. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so one of the things was that, no, um, and it was somewhere, and I mean, I was fortunate uh, with my tall and handsome husband. So we shared the same vision that we did not okay. be employees post 40. So we always had yeah. that, um, we mm-hmm. want to start our own thing. And so for me, property was the thing. And then he's got his own uh, business. Yeah. Okay. Mm, yeah. Hmm. Wow. That so is you amazing. So you knew about property already or you picked it because you knew something about it or you had seen it work for, for another yes. black woman somewhere? Yes. So I think it's also my exposure. You know, when you are exposed in, in corporate, um, you okay. know, you are in the business was fortunate in, in that way. I've seen most of the most of the uh, entrepreneurs that used to come and ask for funding. So most of their backup, their security was their properties. You know? mm. And then I realized that most of most of their successful entrepreneurs, it's not just the business. You know, they've got yeah. backup assets. And because normally yeah. when we get the funding, we'll ask for security. Yeah. And yeah. One, of, one of the short securities that you can have, and that's why the banks can give you a home loan um, easily without a business plan than give you money to go start a business. Just because, um, you know, uh, a property gives you uh, that short security if you want, you know, equity or you want to grow another business. So if you've got a, a property, it's a good asset. It appreciates, you know, there might be ups and downs, obviously, in, in any cycle or in any industry. But, you know, if you look at it over 10, whatever, 20-year time, you know, it grows in value. It appreciates. So, mm. yeah, have the knowledge before I started. So, I did not just go in and blindly. Okay. Mm. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. So, uh, Doris, how tell us about your first ever property that you bought. Were you thinking, uh, I guess, were you already on that uh, path of, I think I'm going to get more properties, or did you just get the first property? And what was that process like? Did you buy it to live in? Did you buy it with the intention of eventually renting it out? Yes. So obviously my first property, and obviously most people do like that. Um, so I bought it to live in. So I bought uh, as a yeah. residential property. That um, was um, 16 years ago. So when we got married, um, we decided we don't want to rent. So we want to own our own residential. We bought a three bed, one bath. Um, it was in a complex apartment. Probably bought about 300, maybe 350,000 um, at the time. Okay. So we didn't have kids, so it was okay. It was it was it was comfortable, but I always wanted to move up. And you know, you, you've got a startup home, and then yeah. you want yes. ideal home. So my plan when I started in Virginia was that every time we move or when we find the next house, we'll definitely rent out the first house. So okay. we'll mm. build 
start that property journey by just when you move out and then you rent out the property. But it didn't actually work out that way. But, okay. Yeah. Um, because uh, when we had to buy our second property, which we bought off plan and stuff, there were so many cash um, that we needed, you know, to for furniture, for stuff. Oh, by the way, I must tell you a story. When I bought my first pro, when what our first property, I didn't believe in debt. So I'm one person, so debt yeah. is only for the house and the car. So okay, yes. At probably the max I had on my credit card for all my working life was ten thousand rents. So I didn't want to wow. go to. Um, so when we bought our first property, we lived there for three years, and we didn't even have furniture. We didn't have couches. We didn't have. Um, so we, we literally didn't want to buy anything. We only had a bed, and then we had bad, you know, those bad tools to for three years. Yeah, for three years. I didn't have curtains in my house um, because we Whoa. didn't want, we didn't want to, to buy stuff on credit. We just put in lace. My mother-in-law felt sorry for us after, after a year. And she bought us secondhand couches from one of the doctors that was moving away. And yeah, um, yeah and that's how we started. That's how we, we literally started. We only believed in debt for the house and the car just because, you know, you can't save Otherwise, you'll have to save for 20 years, you know, before you buy your first property. Wow. That perspective changed on that, Doris. That's very interesting. Just tell us a little about that. (laughs) (laughs) Three years without furniture. I'm still, like, shook. (laughs) I am too. But let's hear about that debt journey now. How, what's the perspective and what would you tell a the younger Doris of 27 years old? What would you say to her about debt now? Well, um, I think for me, I still believe that, you know, personal debt is bad, you know, having personal debt, but it's good to have debt for business. You know, okay. if, you've got, if you've got cash flow to back it up, then have yeah. debt. I like I've got a revolving facility. When I do my flips, that's, that's what I tap into. But okay, to use yeah. personal debt to pay for expenses, it, it, it's a bad idea for me. So if I don't have yeah. money to buy to pay for that expense, I can't use credit. I have to wait for month end if I'm working, you know, to yeah. be able to, um, to cover that. So I still believe that personal debt is bad, but uh, you can have mm-hmm. business debt when you know that you've got cash flow that is going to be able to cover that, that debt. Absolutely, mm. absolutely, mm. absolutely. You just mentioned now a flip. Is that your is that your property strategy, or is it mixed up with others? What 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 exactly do you mean? Oh yes. Um, in terms of my strategies, I do both buy to let and flips, but I love okay. flips. I I'm a flipper. So why? I love to buy and buy I feel flips. like what? Oh no, continue. No, it's okay, Darius. I shouldn't have interrupted. <laughs> I, 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 I quite, I'm a secret interior decorator. You know, I can't really decorate. Oh. 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 Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> 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 so okay. I, I do base. And also, I love flips because they give me the cash. For example, I always do a flip for something. So I don't okay. flips. Mm. So instead of doing you my, keep I, disappearing, I, Doris. Sorry, I don't know. I do flips and then you move from the mic. I'm not sure. Oh, then do you appreciate that as well? 
Um, no, it's fine. I can sometimes hear her, but I do hear the difference in sound. But you can continue, yeah. Doris. So okay. yeah, I'll try to project your voice towards your mic. Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. Start again. So you do flips for cash flow? Yes. So I do, keep, I, I do flips for, for cash flow. And also one of the main reasons I do flips is that I do flips to raise my deposits. So I'm able to put on deposits. Oh. Let's, uh, so that I don't pay my deposits out of my own pocket. I also do flips for specific oh. things like by November, whatever I do, I'm doing for the school fees. I like to pay school fees up front. So normally every flip, you know, is got a, a targeted um, something, you know, I, I'm, I do a, a flip for something. I'm raising money for something. So okay. it's, it's, mm. it's always to pick cash um, or for example, when I go on holiday, you know, we'll do a flip, you know, for it yeah. so that it doesn't mm. come up you know, our monthly, you know, um, cash flows and stuff. But I also love doing flips because I do love to renovate. I, I love to have, um, like I said, I've got a secret, I think, you know, maybe in my other life, you know, I was an interior designer. Oh, I wanted to be an interior designer. So I, I like seeing, um, you know, the change and the somebody change. else appreciating, yeah, appreciating what I've done. You know, with, with tenants, you, you can't really put in the best stuff, you know, you do the yeah. basics, you know, mm. that, um, it's comfortable. But when I do flips, I really enjoy, you know, the, the appreciation that I get when, you know, the buyers walk in, you know, I'm not there most of the time, but I, I do get, you know, um, people love okay. um, my flips. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. That is such a, that's so, such a gem about the flips there. Very, very yeah, good. it is right. So yeah. I want us. Um, some people are new to property and they don't really understand. Uh, we have people from all walks on this podcast stories. Yeah. So some people don't know what a flip is. Can you please explain the terminology and maybe even the thinking? How do you make a profit from flips? Yes. So remember, they, they normally say in property, you make money when you buy. So yeah. there's obviously there's different strategies in, in, in property. So we always say, you know, your buy to lets and your flips are your easy entry into the market. So anybody can do them. Mm-hmm. The thing about mm-hmm. flips is that even for my students that don't have money, you know, they do them. You know, they just get an investor partner with somebody because it's short term. You don't have to yeah. be tied in, into a legal entity, a less partner, but you can literally go find. Um, so normally when we do flips, we focus on distressed property. So what is a distressed mm-hmm. property? Is that is a property that has not been looked after, you know, so that the owner has yeah. not been able to look, don't have money to renovate it, you know, before they can sell it. So those are the deals I go for. Um, I, I'm purely focused 100% on distressed property. Even when I buy the buy to lets, you know, yeah. I, I go for distressed mm. properties because I below market value. I never buy a single uh, property at market value. So mm-hmm. what people advertise, I will never make an offer on what is advertised. So I always run my numbers. Um, so on yeah. a flip, you buy a property that is not in good condition, right? Yeah. And you then before mm. you, you know, you need to make sure that you get a builder there to give you a, a quote for the renovations. Yeah. So you know, before okay. you buy, 
much it's going to cost you to renovate. So that's literally how, how I do it. I first determine okay. what's the market, and then I work up backwards from there. I said, okay, I can sell it because you, you can't you can't dictate the market. You have to know what the yeah. market is saying. So that's the mm-hmm. fixed. I can't I can't change that. So I work from the market value. Okay, I can sell this property for five hundred thousand. I, I have yeah. to I have to renovate it for fifty thousand, and then I'm gonna have to pay. Mm-hmm. My bond, if I'm taking a bond, I'm going to have bond repayments, I'm going to have levies, I'm going to have this for a period of six months. So I normally work on yeah. a six-month period for my mm. flips so from the that I buy, so it gets registered into my name from the time that I sell. So I have to make sure yeah. that I cover those costs when I run my numbers. So yeah. backwards, mm. deduct all my costs, and then, and, and, then, uh, and then I come up with an offer amount to the seller. So yeah. and then and then I want to get a profit as an investor. I always target a profit of about fifteen percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it also depends on the quantum. So I don't necessarily do fifteen percent on on all. I've got a minimum amount that I work with to say, okay, if it's an apartment, you know, I can. I'm happy with a hundred thousand or anything between fifty and hundred, just because you know it's less than five hundred thousand. But then if I'm doing yeah. a, a house you know, then I need a bigger profit, you know, I, I target like maybe 200 to 300,000. So because the, the, it, it has to make sense. So 15% of 500,000 and 15% of a million gives you two different amounts. So I normally do yeah. have minimum that I work with, but you know, it has to make sense. So yeah, that's actually how I do it. So I find a property that is not in good condition. I make my offer, it gets accepted wait for registration, and then once it's into my name, I get the builder there as soon as possible. They renovate, give them a month to renovate, maybe two to three weeks, depending on the size of the property. Right. So the moment is done, and then I to an estate agent to, to sell. So to sell. I am... Um, yes. How fast does it usually sell? How fast do you usually sell? This whole process, how long does it take? So, so remember, so you have to know your, your area. So if you know okay. your area, yes. and you, exactly. you know what mm. the buyers in that area are looking for. For example, I use my estate agents. So I said, okay, so people yes. in this area, do they like tiles? Do they like flooring? I don't just only oh. put in you know, what the likes. So, so I work with the oh. estate agents. I said, okay, so oh, wow. what kind of oh, kitchens oh, oh. do people And I normally also just check on that area on the properties that are in good conditions. What do they look like? What does their kitchen look like? What does the bathroom look like? Okay. So I said, okay. So if I do it this way, then I'll be able to sell it this much. So, so you got to know in that specific area, you know, um, what are the kind of finishings that people like? And then yeah. you can add, you know, uh, things like, you know, for me, I put in mirrors in the, in the bathrooms, I put in nice lights and, 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 and just, to, just to differentiate yours you know, from the without yeah. breaking the without breaking mm. the bank. So, but probably a month on average. Uh, the quickest I've sold was two days. Um, no way! Two days. Two days. Whoa. I actually, had my my estate agents. You know, you're gonna some another thing is that you gotta have a relationship with estate agents. So, I like by the time that. I put it back on the market, I give it to the same estate agents that I bought it from. Yes. So, oh wow. That is smart. Yeah. That's very yes. smart. Yes. And then when you go to them and then they go, Oh yeah, Doris, I already have buyers. I've got people looking, I'll show them yours. You know, so the wow. mind becomes renovated. They know Love what I'm so they, they don't struggle to sell it 
because now it's Savage. in good condition. It's, it's like fresh and I'm always competitive price wise. Yeah. Okay, let's just wow. stop there. There is, you've just, I mean, yeah. you've given us lots of gems about numbers yeah. and whatever, mm. but you also have reiterated the kind of relationships you have with estate agents. I listened to some of my mentees complain that this estate agent doesn't return calls. You know, he doesn't get back. When I said to him, mm. when I said to him, no, I want to buy this property at this price, he was like, oh, sorry, seller won't take that. And they put the phone down on me. And I'm just like, you move right along. You do not have to yeah. have it. You know, it's like, a, it's, like, it's like your intimate relationship. Only be in relationships yes. where you have mutual respect because yes. that agent knows he's going to get his, his, his commission as quickly as possible. That's why he's yeah. moving your stock, right? And yeah. he, he knows, and he knows how to, he knows exactly what you are looking for, the price you're looking mm. for. You don't have to haggle anymore. And it's the same people that you use. I love, love, love that. Right? Yeah. So that's so important. Yeah, man. Yep. I, I so, so love that as well, right? And what, what I'm also getting is obviously it's so, now that you've said it about using the same estate agent, of course yeah. they know how to sell this property. Why yeah, wouldn't you use them? They managed to sell it to you. So that yes. means that they know what they're doing and what they're talking about. Yeah, so absolutely. I, and, wow. and not only that, they sold her the property while it looked ugly. And this exactly. is so important, again, <laughs> that you're saying, Doris, the, <laughs> the inner interior decorator buys. Yeah. But it's so hard. I can tell you now that 20 years mm. ago, you couldn't sell me an ugly property because I'm going, <laughs> because mm. in my head, I'm buying yeah. a property that I could live in. So yeah. it's a whole psyche there that you're talking about. It's the whole psyche of mm. what you are buying because the ugliest mm. is the one that's best priced, isn't it? Absolutely. Actually, Absolutely. yeah. No, I was gonna say. Actually, I, I, I bought my first property when it was full of dirt. Tenants, yeah. would, uh, people came to look at it. It was dirty. It hadn't been cleaned. There were boxes. There were like cover, like little planks all over the place. It was. <laughs> So, so bad. And the real estate agent thought I would walk away. But I had seen this building and I had been dreaming of living on the beach and being able to jog. And people were offering, like, I got it at such a steal. Now the property is, like, worth three times the value and only in five years. And a lot of that was I saw the building. The building was well-maintained. I walked in everything sparkling you know i expected this property to be something else when i walked in and then i walked into this dirty horrible mess and i was like just for that i'm gonna i'm gonna offer at a lower price and see if the seller right. goes for it and the seller was in london and was like whatever i have no intention exactly. of ever moving back to south africa take it Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. My gosh, That's I love this. So we've spoken about flipping because we, we just yeah. we didn't even know that you are you are a flipper. 
is that a scary place? How do you get it right, though, um, Doris? Because you say construction. My experience, my trauma of property is seeing my mother build her house and the builder Mm. running off with the money. And then I did Mm. the same. I was building my house. Builder messed it up. So how do you get it right in terms of construction and flipping and having consistency? How did you get that right? Oh, that's so, a good question, Mizo. Yeah. No, and it's, it's a very good one. I, I think that's one of the things that before I went into property, that was the scariest things ever. So I said, okay. you know, I want to do property, but, you know, okay. I don't know why where I, I will get, you know, my power team. You know, we call them a power team. Mm. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've had stories of builders running away with people's monies. And I think right. that's, where for, that's where for me the mentorship worked. Because okay. I started, I did a mentorship uh, program, and part of that is that you get, you know, a power team in it. You know, you, you okay. get, um, um, you know, kind of like a team of people. But over time, I have built my own okay. um, relationship. Yeah. But when I started, um, mm-hmm. you know, from my mentorship program, so there were builders that, that were recommended that had service level agreement with um, uh, with my mentor. So um, okay. it was. A lot easier. So I have to say, even for me, the, the, the building part was the scary part. But the builders mm. that I work to at the moment, in particular, I, I don't even I don't even manage them. I don't even go buy materials with them. You know, we just discuss. Wow. You know, okay. Know and wow. It's um, we agree on the timelines. Right. Three weeks. Three weeks is done, and then I go see, and then I pay them, and then I'm I'm happy. So. Uh, it's also oh on relationships. Yeah. Um, wow. so you have to build the relationship. You can't do business without a team. You know, any yeah. kind of business. Yeah. You got the people that you're working with. So uh, I think most of them just see a property as a, you know, as a side hustle, you know, phone a friend, and you know, anybody that can help me with this. You know, if you don't build this a business and have regular people that you can use, um, mm. you know, it, um, very difficult and that's why you would find people will have properties that are not finished or you you were renovating this thing is half done um you yeah. know or something um, yeah. yeah i mean sure this so is, that's this is if nothing else in this podcast to the listener that's listening it this mm-hmm. is this is the only thing that you do really yeah. it's one relationship yeah. two Pay yeah. the worker, pay the worker, yeah. and leave the contractor that is not working. You know, move on to the yeah. next one and the yeah. next one too. Yeah. Right? Those yeah. relationships are so Ooh. incredible, and these are people who, by in terms of in terms of um, maybe qualifications and academic qualifications, they are not as equal as you. But yes. in terms yeah. of construction, in respect, yes. they are craft. And yes. Them. Oh my gosh. Yes. I Absolutely. think what you've just said, Mizo, so powerful, right? And I think this comes up a lot in the yeah. podcast is yeah. the importance of paying people for their work, right? Yeah. Because I also think that remember that you're going to need these people in future, especially if they're doing a great job. So yeah. you want them to always prioritize you as a client exactly. if they've got like something yes. in the pipeline that they should Absolutely. always say, oh, I know she's going to pay. And then not only that, but there'll be a next project and a next project. Yes. So Absolutely. it's consistent Absolutely. income for us. 
absolutely. Because you need to say relationships <laughs> because of that. Yes. And I feel it is the same even in business when you're talking about a team, even if you're running a company, always pay your team on time because yeah. you want yeah. them to know that you've got them. Yeah. You know, you've yeah. got them yeah. covered and then they will do yeah. their work as well. As yes. well. Yes. Yeah. And you think, you think Doris's builder is going to prioritize me then? He will say, yes, no. I'll come. But Sissy, I'll start with you on the 1st of September because he knows yes. he's got two flips with Doris and within yeah. the next 21, he doesn't have history with me, right? He doesn't yes. have It's not because he's got something personal against me, but he's got no history yeah. with me. He's like, yeah, Sissy, I'm coming. Uh, I'll sign yeah. this contract on the 1st of September and I got it, you know, yes. I, like, I like what you're saying because repeat relationship yeah. in business are what makes, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what makes your business yeah. uh, so incredible. Gosh. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. this was this so powerful, actually. <laughs> I love that we had this conversation. So guys, yeah. I'm just going to back track us a few yeah. steps back, right? So after your first property, how did you get the second property and then start building your investment portfolio? What are some steps that you took? Okay, so I was probably stuck for a while because I just rented the property when I moved out. Um, so oh, I, I okay. didn't have another strategy on how I'm going to grow it, especially um, you know, when I didn't have the education in terms of how to mm. grow. Because to get your affordability and that's it. And like I said before, I was pretty scared in terms of um, if I want, you know, a service provider, you know, like from yeah. uh, managing agents, you know, how to find a tenant. And then, and then in that first property, we probably struck, we changed tenants in a space of four months, you know, people coming and moving out, not paying and stuff. So I didn't want Ooh. to grow. I didn't want to oh grow up gosh. until up until we found the right tenant but i didn't want to grow um with those challenges so so it was kind of like yeah. a, a scary thing um so and then we decided uh, we, we need to get some education so that that's how mm. we got to our for our third property okay. we moved, obviously we moved from our first property and then we rented out we rented out that property um but yeah. in terms of growing it as a as a business uh, we had to get uh, some property education we attended some courses, some seminars, and eventually we got ourselves a mentor. So it was from that beginning when I knew that, you know, I, I can build a team and what I needed to do, you know, to be able to, um, to grow uh, my property business. So, for example, in my team at the moment, I've got, obviously, first person, I've got a mentor, um, mm -hmm. you know, just in terms of, how do I go about? So I've got a mentor that guided me first. And then okay. one, of the, one of the exercises that I had to do during that program was that I had to build relationships with estate agents. So okay. these people are going to find you your product. I don't have time to be looking at 100 houses. You know, yeah. I go to agents and I say, listen, this is my requirements. I'm looking for this type of properties. And, and so I give them my, my requirements. So they look for properties for me. So the, the sellers might, might be thinking, oh, this person is actually selling for me. But they actually, my estate agent actually works for me as the buyer and when I'm the seller yeah. as well. Yeah. So, mm. um, so I had to build that, 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 that team first. So a mentor and estate mm. agent, got my own bond originator. I've got my own um, builders um, that I 
I work with um, on the journey. I've got a property inspector so that when I yeah. get a property that is really worn down and you can see that, you know, you're not sure what's happening on the roof. I'm not going to take a builder there, but I first take an inspector to inspect the, the property. So okay. I've kind of like built that um, as a team. So it's much easier for me. You know, when I need to do the, the, when I need to buy the property, that I've got all the numbers up front. So that's what I did. So mm-hmm. I got myself, then after I got myself a mentor and then, and, and I put together that team. Um, so now I knew where to go. I've got an amazing lawyer. I've got an amazing, amazing convincer. She gives me wonderful discounts because, you know, when you give people repeat business, you know, and, and that's what happens, you know, you are able to actually... Yeah. I get discounts when you want to do repeat business with them. So, yeah, so mm-hmm. I've got that team. Then that's when I went for my, okay, my, my, my third property. So second was just about moving because I've moved, I've moved homes twice. <laughs> yeah. So it was first and then second house. So it was just, all, I didn't go about looking for properties, but my, my, my fourth property um, was when I wanted to do it as a business. Um, so after I've run the mentorship uh, program, and then I went looking. And then I remember my bond audience said, Doris, you got to be strategic about this. So the hence I'm saying, you know, the importance of having a team. The bond originator knows how the banks work. This is right. the woman yeah. that finds me the money, right? Right. So, yes. so right. I, I, she works with me. So she gets paid okay. by the bank. Yeah. But she works yeah. with me. But she works she said, for you. Yes. Yeah. For me. Yes. She said, Doris, you got to be strategic about this. How many properties do you want to buy this year? So, no, this is now my first year going to now look for properties. And I said, I don't know. I know how much I qualify for. Um, and yeah. And then, yeah. We, and then we, we went and said, okay, she said, don't, don't bring me one deal. Give me a couple of deals and then we'll apply to the bank uh, at the same time. I right. end up. Oh. My, end up buying four properties at one go. Oh my wow. gosh. <laughs> what? And the assistant of my bond originator. So uh, when yeah. you've got a team, I don't have to know these things. I just have to make sure that my team is on top of their game so they know what mm. I need and, and then they help me get there. So that's where I started, you know, to grow my portfolio. Wow. Uh, and this was recently in when I started, um, so I left my job and I said, I want to come and do property full time, you know, yeah. so um, mm-hmm. I left my job in 17 and then in 2018, I went full time now just looking for properties. I actually ended up in my first year buying in 2018 alone, I ended up buying seven properties. Oh my gosh. That is well, awesome. Okay. Man. So we kind yes. of, uh, wow, yes. a lot, a lot was said lot there. We happened. need to just... We just need to go back. So in 2017, is that the year when you bought your four properties all in one go, Doris? No, 2017 was the year, the year that I left my job. December 2017 was when okay. I left my job. I'm in two okay. property four. Yes. And how many properties? Yeah. And how many properties did you have then in t- when you left your job? No, I, ha- I hadn't done any investment properties except for the ones that I've moved out. out. So at the moment, I only had two. At that mm-hmm. time, oh, I when only... you left your job, you only had yeah, two she properties. only had the two rentals. Mm, yes. I had... Okay, yeah. whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay, that I feel like that we've got to really talk about this because a lot of our <laughs> listeners are wanting to leave their jobs 
And what you have to say is super scary. So how did you know that you could leave your job? What gave you that gumption, that chutzpah, that I can do this, I can leave this job, I can leave my job, and I can do this property thing? How did you know? No, um, so remember I said I first started with the education. So um, yeah. I did my, my first uh, property and education in 2014 but i was just so busy at work and and then i did my full mentorship in 2016 so i had so i was so busy at work i didn't i couldn't even go into a program where i could um learn so only in 2016 so it was from doing that mentorship program so i planned so planning means i gave i gave myself a year which is 2017 enough saving I've got this because I really wanted to retire. So it was all about, wow. uh, for me, it was a plan to retire. And I knew property okay. is something that I don't understand. I've, I've, I've educated myself, you know, about it. And, and obviously with the support of my husband, so we did it the, the, the other way around. So he went into business first. So, and then I was the okay. breadwinner. Okay. So he is, I think in 2015, 2015. So when, mm-hmm. when he was starting, I had to support, make sure that we, we've got, and then we did a strategy where we said, okay, then when his business up, up and running, I also want to start my, my business. So, okay. and then 2017, that I said, you know, I'm going to save and plan, you know, in terms of my property, how many properties do I need, you know, to be able to mm-hmm. sustain me? What else do I need to do? So it was a planning thing to say, I, I'm giving myself a year. I'm going to put up okay. aside the saving. But that first year, I'm able to do deals without the pressure of financial means. But I knew personally that I was not able to do um, the, the properties and giving it attention because I was so busy at work. My, my work yeah. was so demanding. So yeah. just the simple you can do it that way. So it's, it's much better to build the portfolio before you leave your job. But I knew Good that job. I had to push myself once I've left mm-hmm. my job to build yeah. that portfolio. And that's why I, I, I do flips as well because my flips all gives me additional income. So I don't only rely yeah. on rent to make money. So it's my flips that I make money from. Okay. Okay. That is so, so critical. That is important. Thank you for yes. that. Wow. So Doris, how, so if you tell a newbie investor, how do you tell them to move from their residential? What, what is it that they must look for in a property? And what is the biggest mistake that you wouldn't want them to do when they are buying that second property, their first investment property or their second investment property? What are the three maybe or five critical things that you say to them? You never want to find yourself in this, in this situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, you know. I, I know most people think that you know we, people just like to ask people to pay money for things, but you gotta educate yourself. You know, you are a doctor. You, you All right. Get, you have yeah. to pay. Yeah. You had to go to school to learn how to be a doctor for people to yes. trust you to come yeah. through your door. So most yeah. people yes. want to start. This, say I want to grow with this. Unless you just want to have one property, then that's fine. You can buy anywhere. Mm. But. <laughs> to be you know uh, to be a way to to build legacy to build wealth educate yourself yeah yeah, yeah. get some done it before and say hey you know 
um, if, if, I, if I can't find a course, just say, hey, um, Aus Miranda, how did you do mm. yours? Like you got to get mm. educated. One thing that you have to do if you want yeah. to build a, a property, you know, as, 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 as wealth, you know, you want to use property, you know, to, to build your wealth and to leave legacy for your kids. So number one for me is education. And then yeah. once you are educated, then you are able to know the, the, what to do. Secondly, is have a team. You gotta have a team. It's, it's a business. Yeah. If you don't run it, yeah. you don't have, you don't have the right team. You are going to struggle to grow your business. You know, right, yeah. right now, you know, you're, you're, uh, uh, you are limited in terms of knowledge. I'm not an estate agent. I don't go try and, and sell. I don't try and find tenants by myself. You know, I need to have mm. a, a management. Don't build that team. There's no way, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be successful. And the third thing is that you got to do continual learning. You know, things change. Now you got to know um, what's hot on the property market. Don't buy property where you want to live. You got to yes. know is the demand, the demand for high-end properties is is the demand for middle properties or is the, is the demand for low cost housing? So you exactly. have to know exactly where the, yeah, where the trend is going. So I always say to myself, for yeah. example, if, if 70% of the population can only afford low cost housing, why would I invest yeah. anywhere else? Why would I take 30% of the market? So for exactly. me, yes. That you know where the demand is, and then the fourth thing is yeah. I do not buy property in an area where I'm scared to drive. So yeah. if, if my car outside when I'm going to view a property, that's not an area I want to invest in. I still want yeah. to be comfortable in that area where I'm investing in. So I want to yes. make sure you know property will appreciate. You know there will be appreciation in property value. So I can't be scared myself you know, to go into that area. So it's important that I also know the area, um, even though yeah. I'm not living. And I need to make sure that there's demand, you know, for rental, there's, there's demand um, for, for people who wants to move in there. So that there's, I always check my market. So I run reports and I, I, I mm. check in terms of activity. So it's important that you understand and you know the area that you want to invest in. And if you've got a nice team, yeah. You know, they do all the work for you and the rest of the stuff you do them over a desktop research. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. So, Doris, um, in 28, I'm still sorry, I'm one of those people that loves people's personal stories. I'm always like, I want to know the journey, right? So, I'm going to yeah. take us back to the seven properties. So, in 2018, you told us that you were able to buy four properties in one go. How were you yes. then able to get the extra three properties? Uh, did you, you use the same bond originator? Did you refinance um, the four properties? How did, how did you get the next three? No, so, it, you know, like I'm saying, you know, this is when you know the team. So this was complicated because with the bank, you hit a limit quite, uh, quite quickly. Yeah, you know, with the four properties, I had I had hit my limit. So the next three properties, I did not put any money down on them. I actually did them as back to back deals. So okay. I found the property, and then I literally before they got registered, I sold them um, uh, to someone else. So I found okay. a property, then I 
put back on it. So I didn't have to go find a bond. I didn't have to go and, um, uh, and apply for a bond. I actually did do the eighth one, but the eighth one, I, I, I used the cash that I had and then I did a cash deal, but I had a core investor with it to do a flip on it. So, but the three, oh. I did back to back. So I just signed an OTP, found another buyer and then I sold it. And then I, that's how I made my oh. money. The oh my goodness. I didn't, I've never heard yeah. of, like, Mizo, we no, haven't had I anyone know. on the podcast talk about a back-to-back deal. Actually, no, no one has talked had... to us about flips, about back-to-back deals. So I, have... I, I just I would know love to that know on this. the back-to-back deals, I, I, you know, if I had not seen it happen, I wouldn't yeah. believe it because I yes. borrowed somebody money who was doing a, 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 a flip in Linden and those houses yeah. are in demand. They've got these beautiful huge gardens and they have yeah. got beautiful stands and all he needed was to do a flip for like 55,000 or something like that and yep. uh, we did a deal and and while he was repairing someone yes. who had been driving along that road he was like i want this house and he was like ah oh, but i'm not finished ah oh, but and he was like i want this house and i want to choose the, the i want to because all of them put terracotta tiles for some reason and he's like don't put terracotta tiles on there i want this house so she went and picked her own tiles she went and picked her own light fittings and the otp was done right there so if i hadn't oh, been witness wow. to something like that and he shared with me some some two young, very, very, very young guys who, did, who do flips in Johannesburg. So they wow. showed me how it worked. Like they've never done a back-to-back flip. They were just yes. shocked because yes. the, the buyer, the buyer even told them what the price, she knows it when it was being sold and why she passed it and she didn't buy it at the time. So, yeah. Wow. And amazing. So how amazing. does... <laughs> so it sounds like this is an is a real estate strategy that is a possible for people. So you can do back to back deals. It is. So I, I would demand, love yeah, to yes, know yes. how so you do these deals in high demand areas and you're also mm-hmm. looking for low uh, for underpriced properties. And then how do you yes. find a buyer? Because what Miso explained was luck, right? But Doris, mm-hmm. one, oh, yours is more strategic. So how do you yeah. find a buyer for this? Because you've just signed the OTP. You don't have the title deed, but, you, but now you need someone to buy this property that you've just bought. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so, so, so unfortunate because I do, have, I, I, I do have a network of investors that are always looking for property. So I generally uh-huh. tap into our network of investors. There's people that are always mm-hmm. looking for So we, we've got a private group, so there are always people. But I also, um, one of my estate agents, you know, I work with him. I buy from him and I still ask him to find me a, a, a buyer. He knows my model, so he technically works for me because I... I, 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 I tend to not, um, uh, um, what, what do we call it, um, tell the seller what I'm trying to do. But if the estate agent is on board, it becomes a lot easier, you know, because then you still okay. need to be able to show the, the potential buyers the property. So yes. if you set estate agent that you are working well with, and then he can still take people up there and says, you know, these people, um, the, 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 the buyer 
wants to rent the property, so he still wants to show the potential renters before the property gets registered. So you have to have a good relationship with the estate agent because you need yeah. to be able okay. to do so. So the seller knows that the property is sold, but they don't know yeah. that you are on. So it's, it's one strategy that um, it's important that, um, so my battery is almost flat. Um, so it's one strategy that you have to make sure that um, uh, you've got a team that, that works with you. So I've got the network plus I use the estate agents that I've got relationships with, you know, to find the other buyers. Huh. Wow. This is so fascinating. So <laughs> 2018, you, yes. uh, you got your seven properties. And then in 2019, how, uh, how did you grow your business? Um, so in, in 2019, so what happened, obviously, I, I, I joined the, the mentorship program. Not the mentorship, and I, I'm now a mentor, so put it, put it that way. Yeah. So I do a lot of my flips with, uh, so my strategy is I want to have half of my portfolio paid up. So I don't want to grow my business and then have a, a huge amount of debt in, in terms of okay. that portfolio. I still need to mitigate my. I'm an accountant, so I'm very risk averse. <laughs> so, so currently, my my focus is is on flips. So okay. I'm not doing, I'm not doing that. And so I use my flips because I want to have at least fifty percent of my rental portfolio paid up. Um, yeah. So I've I have focused on doing flips to pay off the current properties I I have. So I'm enjoying doing the flips at the moment, and I'm also. Uh, at the moment, entering into the student accommodation market, I've realized that, so one of the learnings I've learned, so when yeah. I started in 2018, was doing apartments. Yeah. And I've learned that I cannot be a successful property investor with apartments because the, the margins are too low. Too low. On, okay. on apartments. So now I'm working on a strategy to do a, a multi-let. So I'm... I'm entering the student accommodation market. I'm working on something on the student accommodation um, side. So that's where I'm trying to go into. So to grow it in terms of size and, and a different strategy versus what I started with. So, so mm. myself had tips to, to raise um, capital and, and I'm trying to get into section 12J as well. So that uh, part of my diversification of, of, of the strategy is not only me, owning the properties and, and managing them is that I can buy into um, a business model, buy shares uh, in a student accommodation yeah. or in a hotel where somebody's already has um, a project that will give me monthly returns. So I'm using hmm. moment, which is, you know, you can do that, you know, for free. You can use your taxes, right? To own property. No, no, no we do not know that. There. Because you mentioned Section 12J, and yes. that's exactly yeah, what, what you're talking about. So please just go back to, to Section 12J. What does it look like, and what is the opportunity for a new property investor in Section 12J? Where does it exist, and what does it mean for me as a property investor? So unfortunately, there, there are minimum requirements that you have to meet. So for people oh, that okay. end... So, so it's, it's not for everybody. So maybe yes. not, not for, for, for first time guys, but to yeah. grow. That's why I'm asking. So for me, it's, it's important that you have a growth strategy. Yes. Started with mm -hmm. buy to let, 
I'm not buying buy. I do buy buy tools at them, but only to flip them. And then, yeah. but now I'm moving to in, into multi-led, so they become projects uh, for me. So, okay. um, so now I'm moving into multi-leds because multi-leds gives you high returns. You know, you could have uh, one property that has got five tenants or it's got ten tenants. You don't come to the same things. So my returns mm-hmm. are, are, are actually much higher than. But it was important that I start with the buy to leds to build the team mm-hmm. to know who I can work with. I can't just yeah. start with five million rent. You know, uh, property uh, without. Um, I can't start with a 2.5 million rent, you know, without learning from the small things. So I wanted mm-hmm. to start and then grow. So when it comes to second 12J, so that's also one of my di- diversification strategies. So 12J, what it says yeah. is that if you are an if you are a taxpayer, you could be an yeah. individual, you could be a company, yeah. you could be a trust, right? Yeah. You could invest. In other words, you buy shares in a venture capital company. So it has to be registered mm-hmm. as I say, as in 12J company. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, you buy shares in a section 12J company, and then they find. Um, sorry, guys, this my battery keeps on saying I might have to move here because I was charging through the laptop. Um, okay. Sorry. Do you want us to pause and give you time to go yes. char- uh, yeah. to charge? And let's once you're plugged in, yeah, yeah we'll yeah, stay with you, but we'll just pause. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Doris, we're back. (laughs) Guys, we took a mini break and Doris is going to tell us about Section 12J. I know nothing about it. First time I hear about it, although Misa says it's not. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. It won't hit me hear it again and to get clarification. I'm I'm one person that is always... I join people's uh, groups, you know, to, to learn and learn. yeah, that, you know, as, as the industry changes, you know, you can only learn from other people that are doing it practically, you know, yes. um, that's one of the things you know, I, I join a lot of people's um, uh, uh, podcasts and, and, um, and, and YouTube videos for me to keep on learning. Mm. Okay. So can you please tell us what is Section 12J and why is it important in property? So Section 12J is, is, is one of the um, um, income tax, is, is in the Income Tax Act. So when the government yeah. came up with it was because they wanted to, uh, they wanted to encourage certain uh, investments in certain industries that are struggling. So... Yeah. Um, so you know, everybody, if something is booming, you know, and everybody yeah. wants to only invest, you know, if I'm just giving an example with development, your okay, I live in Midrand, so I can only talk about the, the main guys that do, you know, your century property developments, um, okay, your yes. and stuff, you know, they all go for, um, for middle class, you know, or high end, mm. you know, mm. high end, but we have a lot of demand in South Africa for low-cost housing. And yes. um, nobody wants to go into just because of them, you know, in terms of the, the low margins, uh, maybe. So the government wanted to, uh, to encourage investment in certain industries. It just so happened that, you know, your uh, student accommodation is one of those. Um, hotels also fall uh, in, in one of wow. those. Uh, if you want tourism, agriculture, 
you know, is one of those, um, if you want to do renewable energy, um, is one of the industries that, that uh, a second 12-day company can invest in. So this was put up to encourage investors, you know, to invest in those industries that require funding, you know, so uh, for them mm. to go there. But people don't, or investors don't want to invest in that for one reason or another. So second 12J, what it does okay. is that somebody sets up a second 12J company, you buy shares in that company. So they'll have different shares. So for example, they'll have uh, a share bracket, a, a different class. They'll have a maybe class A for student accommodation, class B for hotels, class C for agriculture, class D. So you can, you can buy a specific type of a share to invest in, um, in a certain industry. So they're not allowed to only just invest in one industry. They have to have a couple of industries, but you can, you can buy a share for a particular industry. So in my case, I'm interested in, um, in student accommodation. I can do that. Yeah. So you buy, you buy shares in, in, in that industry, I mean, in that second 12J, and then the second 12J takes your money and then they go invest it in a project. So there has okay. to be a venture company. They'll invest it in student accommodation or they invest it in, in a hotel. So just from the property mm -hmm. side. Um, so what, what happens is that no, then the commissioner said, if Vangile takes her money, um, takes one million rand. There's a minimum uh, investment that you you have to make. Uh, according to the Companies Act, the minimum has to be one million rand. So, mm. evangelate million rand and then invest in the second 12J company. They will SAS would give you a hundred percent tax deduction for that one million rand. Wow! wow. Or if you if you invest one point five, or if you invest two million rand. And you'll get a full tax deduction for that amount that you have invested. Who's ever get a tax deduction for capital investments? So, mm -hmm. so then, so what most of the Section um, 12J have done, they've partnered with fund managers. Yeah, so the guys that I, I, I work with, I probably that's the ones that Ausmiranda uh, was referring to, is that uh, now you can get a fund manager to borrow you the 1 million rent. But you mm -hmm. must be that one million rand. So your gross salary must be one million rand. Why? Because then you have to get you borrow the one million rand from a fund manager to put it into the into the uh, what do you call it into the second twelve J company. Okay. Then give you a one million rand uh, tax deduction at the end of the year when you file, which means all the taxes we have paid uh, during the year will be refundable to you. Wow. So, so let's assume, let's assume you pay minimum 280,000 is the tax that you pay throughout the year because you're a 1 million rent. You are 1 million rent. So the tax that you pay throughout the year was 280,000. Then whatever you've paid by getting that certificate for 1 million rent funding, you get your tax back. Yeah. Wow. That, that is amazing. Yeah. Yes. So, so the, wow. the current strategy is you get the 280,000, then you take that cash and then you have yeah. to actually pay it into the, into the, the second 12 Yeah. 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 The, second wow. the trick here is, so the beautiful thing here, Vangile, for you is you actually don't borrow that 1 million rand yourself. Remember I said yes. that? Get a fund manager will give you the one. No, so 
you will just get a certificate for one million rent. So what the yes. what the they'll do? They'll take your two eighty. Now you owe yes. seven twenty, and then they'll raise yes. that seven as a loan in the company. So they'll raise it as a loan in the company to make your investment to be one million rent. So this is so. Just to be clear, so is this your company or is this the pension fund that is raising this money for you to put into the Section Twelve no, fund? No, 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 no fund is a typical um, investment firm. So no, 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 no pension fund. Oh so wow! Okay. So they do. This is somebody that is registered as a as an FSP. So they would loan oh, you. Wow. Money. So that investment firm will loan you money on paper. They'll loan you the million rent. No way. Section 12J. But then when you get your full cash refund, uh, tax refund back, you pay. It's you do the actual investment without you yeah. putting in the bank. Wow. Make it rent. That Section 12J raises a loan for you on your behalf for you to have a one million rent investment. If you do wow. the numbers, have done the, have done the numbers that... If you do that for five years, in, in, in five years' time, you would yeah. actually be able to replace your salary and your dividends alone will pay your salary. Absolutely. Oh my God. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Now, so that, that, are you is, saying mm -hmm. that SARS will give you back your money for five years? That's no. The, the, for tax, that you paid for tax every year as long as you invest you you get a you you invest in a second 12 j every year you will get all your taxes back this is wild is wild. this is I amazing know. I, yeah i know so and, and, i discovered the 12 i discovered the detail oh uh, 12j the the, the 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 detail of 12j during that lockdown because some guy some other guy that I've been asking to come on to the podcast was explaining it on on YouTube. It was a short yes. snippet of yeah. the YouTube. Wow. And why this is important for me, Doris, is that when we share, it doesn't necessarily take away from the, it doesn't take away anything away from you. You know, it is it, yeah. it's just yeah. exactly what it is. It's a share. So I'm sure he had more time. Yeah. So he was able to do the YouTube during the lockdown level five um and where has that information been sitting and how many people could be benefiting because remember how our corporate jobs how busy they are if someone had told you this even in 2014 you could, you could have started that right it's just yesterday i've left for my one yeah. job already you know and, and and i could like how long did we have yes. a million rent job that's what i'm yes. saying you know, you know yeah. I could have, I could yeah. have literally before I left. If I had this information by now, I could be living on dividends. So think about this. This is passive that income. Is. You don't have to deal with tenants. You don't have to deal with. Is purely mm -hmm. from somebody who is managing that investment. You are just a shareholder. But the shareholders' yeah. agreements provides that they have to pay for dividends. Because remember, you can run up a shareholders' agreement in 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 any form. Is that once. After five years, because you have to hold the share for five years, you know, uh, for SARS not mm. to back. So and then after five years, and then, then you're okay. But if you decide to sell your share before the five-year window, and then SARS will want their tax, uh, they'll, they'll want their money, they'll, they'll want their tax money that they gave you back. So you have to hold that investment for five years. So in other words, in five years, oh. you cannot sell it. You can get your 
dividends, um, but you cannot sell that share. But if you do sell, just know that whatever such tax refund you got is going to be repayable. Yeah. Mm, so. Wow. So there is my oh, that's, that's, goodness. There, this is amazing. Purely using tax. You you purely use tax. You you, you pay a uh, for most of most of the uh, of, of this uh, section twelve J. They'll, they'll they'll charge you an admin fee, so you can pay anything between depending on on the section twelve J company you, you go for maybe twenty thirty thousand uh, just yeah. as an admin fee when you join. But the rest is going to be your tax money that you're going to pay. Them. whatever tax Absolutely. refund you're going to be getting that's all you're going to be investing you're using tax money that you would have paid to SARS anyway use yeah. that tax sure. for you to be able to replace your in five years time just in from dividends absolutely oh now listen my gosh let me tell you how else i find out about this 12j i told you that there was a young gentleman at some network that was speaking yeah. about it uh, again, it wasn't a Doris talking about it. It wasn't someone that looks like me. So it was probably difficult to hear. But the syndicate funds that exist in the US actually are formed based on that. It's not called Section 12J, obviously. It's called a 501K or something yeah, like yeah. that. But it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's a 501 right? The 401 is their tax, okay. but no, there's a section, there's a section 501 oh. on, oh, wow. on their tax, on their tax, on their law where people busy taxpayers. And I heard it because they are semi-retired uh, medical doctors. Again, your kind is the one that's going to influence you. These semi-retired yeah. doctors are advising other doctors to say, it's fine, stay in your clinical medicine if you want. But, you know, stop being so busy that we, you can do a passive investment like this. Let's show you how. So yes. I had, I found it on Instagram, went and listened to it. And I was like, I wonder what's the equivalent in Johannesburg. And I didn't, I didn't put one and one together. That, yeah. that is yeah. actually the 12th the section 12 yes. now you see how oh. important this podcast where it speaks to something that you know something yeah. that you live with every day and it speaks mm. south african and it speaks Swana and Tosa. Mm. this yeah. is why we do the podcast yeah i just want a, a bit more clarity right i've got this entire thing down pat but i just want to be <laughs> super clear so Doris, are you saying that the best way forward is to go and loan against your full gross salary? Yeah. When you go, or is to uh, invest your full gross salary into 12J. I know then you get the taxes back, right? You then use the taxes yeah. and then the remainder, the Section 12J company will raise on your behalf as a loan to you. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cheapest. 100%. And I was waiting and some guy, my first mentor told me, you need to save so much and you need to save so much. And when people tell you about things that are unattainable at the time and don't give you options, and that's all we are doing here. Here yeah, are the options. Yeah. This is what is available. Yes. See what 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 sits nicely with you, and you yes. can can you can you can work that out. Yeah, yeah. Don't no, I was gonna and, and to, to top it up, to top it up, Vangile, for you, 
uh, who's thinking about the loan. So even though you have a loan with the, you'll have the, the loan with the investment firm, is that that loan yeah, does, yeah. Not, does, does not have interest. There's an interest-free loan. There's no, no so it, it's, it's only payable no. from the close, from the project. It's not paid by you. What? There is no, um, um, thing. So it's just unfair. that the, the guys would have to get their returns from, um, from the dividends. So the dividends will go towards paying them the loan yeah. and then you get a portion of the dividends. So, and, and, and generally this, this, this projects, you know, like your student accommodations and stuff like that. Mm. So in the loan should be paid up so and then you own 100% of that investment without a loan so for example if you paid 280 for to to for a 1 million rand investment in other words your tax was 280 which means then your uh, the loan that they, they would have to borrow was 720 right in five yes. to seven time that loan would have been paid up and you would own the 1 million rand fully plus the growth in that business so there would not be any um uh, loan that they have to pay, so then your full uh, your thing is is paid up. If Who's you do it paying the loan in five to seven years, I the don't have to pay. Day. Do I no. have to pay it? Yeah, it's been paid They're from the dividends of the twelve. No, this company. is free. I'm I'm so lost, this guys. Free. This is like free money. Like I am so. This is why I'm asking these questions because I'm like, am I hearing properly? This is literally thinking. free money. It this is, is what's upsetting is. Doris and I. In 2014, we were in jobs that were paying us a million plus. Exactly. And you can tell no one has told us about this in Sitwana. And Doris, wow. that's my issue. If Kasitwana, I am unable to explain it to another person, that is yes. the reason this gem sits somewhere. And it's not like it's not doing anything. It's sitting somewhere yeah. and we know it exists. So why are yeah. we to educate our people about this? Because black people are only taught to save, to pay mm, the yeah. bond and mm. chase the bond. And you yeah. are working yeah. your ass off. You come home, you're tired, you don't see your family and you don't get yeah. anywhere because you keep spinning on this saving yeah. thing. And the saving thing yeah. is literally holding you back. Thank so. you, Mizo. The saving yeah. thing holds us back. I've been ranting about that on Instagram like <laughs> Oh, yesterday. I saw that yesterday. <laughs> yes, because I am tired of this obsession of saving as a way to financial freedom. Guys, mm -hmm. a penny yes. saved is a penny saved. There is none of this. A penny yeah. saved is a penny gained. A penny no. gained is money that is working for you to make money. Thank you. Thank Hi, you. Thank you. So if, if, yeah. even, remember, even with, with our typical stock fails that our people do, so yes. save, and it's the same money, it does not grow. You put yeah. money in a pot. Instead of doing it, you know, I'd like to do a stock yeah. sale where we buy property, you know, yes. where people can and, and growth for their money. You know, yes. I, I mean, I'm passionate about this, you know, I was talking to witness about it. I said, witness, when are you like to build? You like to, to get dirty, yeah. whatever. So let's do this. I'll get you the, the money, but people must own the property. They must have yes. assets, cash flow producing you know that I, I, yes, yes. I'm, I'm with you there Doris I'm your secretary me me and witnessing do the dirty work I'm so with it because I'm so I, I yes. grew up with a mom who was trying to save all her yeah. life and she retires 
poor because of savings. Remember yes, savings. Exactly. Then, then doesn't the remember is, this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so upset the about savings. this because you know my thing, Mizo, yeah. what I teach is so anti that. Like, yeah. so, yeah. so I teach personal finance, right? And people come and they expect to hear savings and you must scrimp and you must cut off on your lifestyle. Yeah. And I am like, yeah. please, let's not even start on that conversation. That yeah. conversation is really, really hectic. We need to start thinking expansion. But I get it. Nobody ever told our parents or Thank our you. grandparents about extra streams of income. And where do we know about taxes? Like, we know that you pay taxes, but nobody taught us that you can, there are tax loopholes that you can use to Thank grow you yourself and your business and these are the conversations that we have to be having if we are talking financial literacy can we please get off this whole thing of like forcing people to save on four thousand rand that's what i was saying on instagram is that some of our people are not making a lot so can we just stop making them feel bad for wanting dstv and saying that that's why they don't oh that's why they remain poor that's a lie. It's because Amen. of things like this. We don't know that. We don't know about Section 12J. We don't know about passive streams of income. We're not having these conversations because we don't know. So the people that know in our communities, can they educate us and tell us so that we yeah. know what to do moving forward? No, 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 no. So, you are so I mean, and, and that's the reason why you find that parents, when they pass on, there is no wealth left behind oh, no. oh my god yeah. everything was all about um let's yeah. um, cover for for funeral expenses and you pay a funeral policy for 20 years you even cover mm. 10 times what you yeah. could have made asset that was uh cash flowing or an asset that that will grow you know even if you yeah. didn't get it right but just that that would appreciate you know, when you live after yeah. 20 years, your kids will have something with value. Um, but we've yeah. been, that's why I, I actually even get every time, you know, when we get uh, advertised to SMS about federal yeah. covers, about, you know, no. saving and, and things no, like yes. that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Very, yeah. very interesting. <laughs> terms of how we, we wow. boxed in you know i yeah. i said yeah. I, said, I, I said to me so i don't know where i said um i i do believe in in, in financial advisors i sit with a financial planner yeah, yeah planner every yeah. year to see where i can save and stuff like that but i do my own you know i don't get somebody else to invest for me or rafs for me and stuff like that but yeah. um because i i can always you know, you also you also have to be open minded in terms of learning yeah. from someone. So I'm yeah. one person that likes to, um, so uh, and 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 that's why I do this. And then I'm I, I'm comfortably I'm willing to share with my students. I'll tell you a recent case. One of our staff members, you know, because right. I had to mentor in a team, he recently did yeah. a deal um, where you know they get to benefit from us because you know you know we we there um in the office most of the time where we're coaching and stuff so uh, so one of our just from having mentors internally and and learning yeah he did a deal recently yeah sourced a student accommodation 
property that will be converted to a student for about 2.5 million. And right. he made 10% as a sourcing fee. He didn't have to buy, he can't qualify for that property. He was wow. so happy that he managed to cover so his annual in one deal. Yeah. You know, when you've got when you've got the education and you surround yourself with the people who've got the same mindset, um, you know, uh, it becomes a lot easier to do these deals. So we let yeah. people see there is no ceiling. So if you don't yeah. surround yourself, wow. you know, I'm investor with the people that have got the same mindset um, that are with willing to learn you must be willing to learn but your mindset needs to change you can't live in mm. the same past in and we're not able to generate you know any wealth or to you still have to hustle you know if you think about yes. it we had to hustle we had to hustle you know without a bursary you know i would not have been able to go to um, university um, yeah yes yeah. yes i don't want yeah. that it's and well for me having this Different. I love property, but I also don't like um, to for for my own properties now to make me an employee. You know where Yay. I run around in my own, <laughs> and that's why I look for like let me invest in Section Twelve J so I can just get the dividends. I'm still in property where I can still mm. just get the dividends while I'm sleeping. Nice thing I leave that you know uh, for my kids. I yeah. like to invest in other people and uh, partner with other people. Um, if yeah. they're doing well, I'll. Yes, I'll invest with you uh, as long wow. as I don't have to be in the office papers. And I, I, I love my passiveness. I, I call myself like you know. So sometimes you go to, into business with somebody, and then they, they, they call it. This person is a, what's the word we use? A sleeping investor. There's a, there's a word we, we use. Yeah, it's a sleeping. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The silent investor. And, the silent. Yes. 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 Yeah. The silent investor, Misa. Yeah. So, so, that's my strategy, actually. So I, I actually like to invest in property deals where I don't have, you know, to be involved um, in any way. Yes. But yeah, that I, I still get to own the, the wealth. I, I still have an asset that is generating mm. me. In, me being the accountant. Absolutely. One of the things I wanted to do before was to do an account firm. And I realized, no, but then I'll be self-employed, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> I I I use my uh, I use my time now to say you know I do offer accounting advisory services. I like yeah. I just don't like to do the books. So come to me and say, hey Doris, I want to buy a property. What is the best structure for me to yeah. invest? And I can sit down with. I said, this is this. Is, go get your accountant to do the books for you. I don't, I don't want to be an employee. So I like Absolutely. to consult. Is one of the things that I enjoy doing. And and yeah. empower, but uh, okay. I don't want to be self-employed. Absolutely, my gosh! I think everything like in the world. So we're going <laughs> to have to not because not because there isn't anything more to speak about. We'll have yeah. to do a section two of this podcast. But could we could we just say this is just the best bouquet we've had on, on, on property. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm full then. I've got lots of questions, but it's just never going to be enough time on this podcast, I think. I know. Doris reminds me, sorry guys, if you're hearing the little 
ice oh, yeah. cream truck. It's, it's the bread man in Sri Lanka. The bread man is here. We get freshly baked bread in the mornings and in the evenings. And now, right. obviously, he parks right in front of the gate because at my house, like Mangala and the housekeeper, go and they buy <laughs> freshly baked bread from the bread, from the bread man. We also it. get cakes and everything. So you guys are hearing a little bit about my life in Sri Lanka. And, and, and you're not baking? And, and why are you not bake, uh, baking, Bangila? Because oh. the why bread man does freshly baked bread. Every morning and evening, Doris, it is phenomenal, Period. right? And I'm gluten intolerant, so I don't have any of that. Uh, but um, in Sri Lanka, we've got something called wade which is made from lentils, miso knows it, and there's different like little awesome. snacks made from different um, little things which are gluten-free. Uh, so I tend to have wade, which is made from lentils, and it's deep-fried lentils, rice flour, and all the stuff. So it's really nice. <gasps> so divine. <laughs> wow. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. All right. So shall I was, we go? Yes, let's move on to the next uh, segment of the show. Wow, this was amazing. On to the next segment of our show, magical feedback from our hosts, where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the next episode, which is um, Magical Feedback. So this is the part where we share our takeaways. Mizo, do you want to start us off? I could start you off. I could start you off um, because <laughs> I loved everything. My page is so full. Yeah, I don't know which one to same. start with. Let me start with my big passionate one. Doris spoke about funeral cover and I thought, you know, let's just unpack it a little bit. <laughs> you know me and the endowment and the RA. Yes. So the funeral cover, she says, look at you going and paying 200 rands for a yeah. funeral cover for the next 20 years. Mm. And this funeral cover uh, promises you um, 60,000. Think about yeah. it. 200 yeah. times 12 times 20 years how many 60,000 are those and how sure. wouldn't you have saved it yourself and yes. how about that 200,000 going to property and yeah. we shall and we will bury yeah. our relative with yeah. the with the interest that comes out of property I thought that was yeah. that was an interesting take it's a, it's yeah. a critical thing to think about the type yeah. of policies we buy and when you notice yeah. These funeral yeah. covers are sold to us black people. Think about it. They are. They are. There's a certain company that is always on FABC oh, no. One. Everybody the knows company. them. The Blue Company. I called them. My mom had been paying for like 10 years. She started <laughs> off at 250 yeah. rand, right? And, it goes and then up by, by the 10%. time. Yeah, by the time it got around to me, because she heard me lamenting about funeral covers, we sat down, we calculated it. She was paying about 440 or 460 a month at that time. And I was like, so then we called this company. We find out how much is her funeral cover? 20,000 rand. I was like, but this doesn't make sense. Because, I give? so I asked them, I said, so she started at 250 rand, 
a month and yeah. that 20,000 was paid within less than, even if we're not taking the inflation of the 10% increase, that funeral cover was paid in four years. So yeah. I said to them, what happens in that case? So I said, she wants to stop. Can she at least get the 20,000 rand back? She wants to stop the payments. They she like could no. not. Yeah, they said, no, she has to yeah. forfeit it. And I said, she'll forfeit it rather. Because mm. what is this? Like right now she's paying 460 and my mother is a pensioner. Uh, within like a year, she's already paid like 6,000 rand to you guys. Next year is another 12,000 rand. So she stopped yeah. this about two years ago. So she's paid 12,000 rand already, you yeah. know, for a 20,000 rand funeral cover. So I'm glad that we're having this conversation because we are like, this is not something that we take into account. And if we do it for ourselves, like you've said, Mizo, and put this money into the bank ourselves and have that thing that this is just money that we're putting, saving for ourselves, we'll have even way more there, well, you know? But also, way, way what more. is this thing? What is this thing about the funeral anyway, guys, really? Can we have a yeah. 10,000 funeral and decently um, leave the body to go where it is going? I really think we spend money on things because no one was talking to us about investing. Yes. We thought we must buy cover. Tina, we must buy cover. Yes. Other people invest, Tina, we buy cover. Right, you guys? And then we call those covers investments. Do you realize that? Yeah. When we talk of investments, we include our funeral covers. No, That's this thing is not an investment, guys. An investment. an investment is something that gives you money back. Yeah. This thing does yeah. not give you money back in That's any it. way. In fact, it takes it. away our money when we do the math, right? It. And it's something important to really yeah. explore. So my first takeaway after What's all that, right, takeaway? is exposure. <laughs> Doris said something important. She said she didn't know about property until she was exposed to it in corporate. So this helped me. So my takeaway from this is, guys, we've said this before. Don't be scared to go sit at tables where there are things being discussed that you don't understand. No, so my takeaway from that absolutely. is this, again, it is okay to go into spaces where I don't know what I don't know. You know, yeah. and I know, and I don't even know what others know, the basics. Yeah. Yeah. And to just sit and be there. Sometimes yeah. we stick only to the tribe that we know. Yeah. And because we only stick to that tribe, we yeah. don't give ourselves permission to explore to other explore. things. So My gosh. And yeah. we won't know what we don't know. So because she was exposed to property, yeah. look at where her journey has led has her. Led her. Oh my God. Yeah. And you know what was interesting is that um, Doris is the fourth accountant probably on our podcast. And oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, 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 I'm thinking how many other accountants, they work and work and work until the end of their yeah. lives. They've never, yeah. they've never explored what this balance sheet means and they work it mm. out in corporate. There are assets this yeah. side, there are liabilities this side, but they never put the two and two together of how these corporates are making money. Those are the yeah. people who should be actually sharing the secrets of yeah. what exactly goes on there yeah. so that we can learn yeah. the power of investment. I love that. I love, ooh, I love that mm. takeaway. So mm. let's talk about... Eh, 
I don't even know which one to choose. Okay, let's talk about flipping. So there is the Doris. Um, yeah. One of the strategies that Doris does is flipping. She spoke about yeah. buy to let. She has done yeah. buy to let. She started there. She does flipping, and now she's going into development, passively yeah. develop, uh, 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 yeah. contributing to development. So she does flipping for cash flow to pay. Yeah. For her next deposit of um, of, yeah. of the buy to let, so flipping happens very quickly. It mm. is that thing where you buy the ugliest house, turn it into an asset by by putting money into it, and it appreciates yeah. instantly. Within three six weeks, sometimes you can have the most gorgeous house, and you are selling it for a good profit. And they do; they make like twenty yeah. twenty five. Sometimes even fifty percent of what the yeah. of, of what that house is about. Yeah. So flipping is such a powerful mechanism. Then, yeah. and I look at people who flip, and I swallow hard because it it looks so involved. It looks so mm. body intensive, and it means yeah. I'm on site. It seems like you know she's got yeah. the hang of it she's yeah. got a trusted contractor she's got a yeah. trusted plumber she's got a trusted electrician yeah. so it's not one of those uh, strategies that you go into as a newbie and then you end up not knowing whether you should go to work or go on site and go and supervise yeah. your workers yeah. she has a builder that she doesn't have yeah. to supervise so this is such a yeah. critical thing to know that yeah. strategies are fine and she yes. has chosen flipping as her money spinner. It's the cash flow. It's the cash cow. Yeah. And she still buys by to, to let. But know that if you start with flipping, you must, yeah. you must know something about it. Or you must know someone yeah. who can take care of that project. I think it's such a powerful strategy. I watch, I watch on home channel when they do it, and I'm like, this is so cute. This is so nice. I like, when yeah. I like and I like choosing tiles, right? I like kitchens yeah. and bathrooms, but I know the personality that yeah. I am. I don't want, yeah. not now. You I'm don't sure want another time. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. So it's, a, it's such a powerful strategy. Yeah. 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 It is a seconds. powerful strategy. I feel yeah. like I could do flipping uh, if I could live yeah. in the house, if I go back to South Africa as yeah. we renovate it and then like flip it. I feel like that could actually be a really cool strategy. I really love it. <laughs> I, I've been saying this long before yes. even this podcast, yes. right? Yeah. It's been the thing that I've always been excited about. So um, my second takeaway is how she sold the property in two days. This, like, I mean, yo, guys, like, I always yeah. thought that this property selling thing has to take a while. No. You know? No. But, like, my whole thing is actually the reason, and my takeaway is obviously, and I said this again in the podcast, using the same agent to sell the property as the one that sold it to you is genius because they already know what yeah. works. They know yeah. how to sell it. So yeah. what I took away from this was the power of relationships can also not just help us build the property portfolio, but actually speed up how yeah. everything happens, how fast yeah. 
we get to our goals, you know? So for me, that was just powerful that, and what it comes back to what I keep thinking of, right. Is like, um, sometimes like it's, uh, if you have a property that is vacant and is sitting there because you're going to flip it and then you are still paying the bank a bond and it's money lost. So what we want to do is we really want to have like, Speed in real estate is also important. Time yes. is literally money in real estate. Yeah. So I yeah. thought about that when she said the two days. So yeah, that was my takeaway. That is such a lovely takeaway, Van. I, 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 and I, had, I wouldn't have, you know, put it together like that. I've written it down, but I like how you, 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 you've matched those two and the relationshiping yeah. and re- repeat. Uh, transactions yes. with agents that that is so critical Yo, eh? so critical so eh? can, can 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 i go to everything that breaks my heart i put it on this podcast because it heals me yeah. we are gonna talk about section 12j yeah i understand the little that i understand some more because this is the third time that i'm hearing someone speak about it someone Mm. that has got a salary of a million a part of a million is able to participate in 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 something that exists in the income tax section 12 go and find it out for yourself as well but what i'm understanding is that you can invest whatever you were going to contribute to the taxman for that year mm. into a development and you can still continue yeah. your job wherever you are sitting yeah. and you get to participate in a pro- property project and you start yes. earning from property and in investment without it's another legal way yeah. of paying less tax can we learn yes can we yeah. learn and what, what I think what is not what 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 is what is most upsetting for me is what are the conversations that we are having when we are having a glass of wine? Because these are the kind of But this is what I'm saying. It's yeah. okay to be at different tables. It's okay yeah. to have your friends yeah. that you drink wine with, party with, club with, and it's okay to have your yoga meditation friends. And then it's also hundred percent okay and even critical i would say to have your money tried you know where the discussion is about money where you can go and be like what are banking charges what are you paying all that that is so so important it is so important and we see it how often do we see it in the student group meso where someone comes and they have like deep money issues and then within like three, four months, their finances are popping because now they've got a space where they can come and just say, these are my money issues and be open because now you've got this tribe where people are just coming in with different advice and things and saying, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Oh, there may be tax implications to that. Do this, do this. Yeah. That's the thing. We need to also be willing to go out and yeah. sit at different tables at and different build tables. new types of tribes. I have loved it because you know, remember on the when 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 they when the lockdown started as well, people yeah. started um, discussing strategies 
Have you renegotiated yeah. your insurance? Have you yes. renegotiated your loans? Have you renegotiated? Yeah. Because I find that we are so embarrassed. Yeah. And I can talk about yeah. my uh, where I come from. Traditionally, medical yeah. professionals will not talk about their income. Yeah. What, and the fact that I'm struggling and the fact that I'm wanting yeah. more money, the fact that yeah. I'm wanting another income stream. We are such yeah. matters to the to the profession one yeah. number two we have to look like we can afford certain yeah. things and we have to look like we know yes. everything and here am i with section 12j i've never had it the way doris has put yeah. it and this is the third yeah. time i'm hearing of it yeah so for me sure. it is so critical that the type of people we hang out with and the type of mm of acting that we do acting yeah. that we know is a it's a yeah. problem it's a problem it is a problem right it's a problem. it is it's really a problem problem it is it, yeah it really really is so yeah. i'm glad that we were having this uh, this takeaway that was such a critical takeaway thank you Mizo. my yeah. final takeaway yeah. with her is know where the demand is oh please <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right, like, no, Mizo, you know why I took that as a takeaway? There was yeah. a day last year when you and I were talking luxury real estate and talking yeah. about how, of course, it's great. You should be able to sell, like, there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing and wrong. I love the luxury real estate thing, but the I thing do. is that... <laughs> We don't know that market that well and yeah. we don't, and what you spoke about was the demand, right? Is that yeah. how many of your customers do you have that in your networks that are going to be like, I'm willing to buy a 10 million rand or 20 million rand penthouse or apartment right off the bat and they're going to make, um, and you need money tomorrow or in two months. Sometimes you need to understand the market and understand the, the demand, right? Like obviously luxury real estate is awesome, right? Mm -hmm. But also understand your market, understand your marketing strategy and understand the demand within your market. I think it's not so much the demand of the country, but it's the demand of your market. How easily are you going to be able to are you reach going to be able the to people in that market? And what you Absolutely. spoke about was low income housing is so necessary. And we know from our podcast and the guests that we've had that there is a huge demand there. And most of us understand that market because we grew up in villages, in the locations. Even if you grew up in the suburbs, you understand that market because you have many family members that are living mm -hmm. in the market. In the market, right? so yeah. Understanding that, and that's where if you have supply and there's high demand, yeah, that's a great place to start. So. It yeah. was good. Like I, it was I like very that. good. It is very, yeah. it is very good, and that's the thing because everyone enters property, and the reason I know it is, my first mentor made me buy in the area that he knows, and yeah. the area that he knows meant you buy, and then yeah. you are still financing that 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 apartment. You're going to break yes. even in another two years and then you start making some money from the rental and it appreciates. Yeah. 
that's a strategy he had adopted and it's a strategy he yeah. has used but he didn't come from where i came from yeah and i didn't know what i didn't know at the time and yeah. he didn't know what what where i came from so you know yeah. those mistakes will happen but don't let it happen if you listen to this podcast so that was a good yeah. takeaway and there were so many other takeaways I think so many beautiful have, ones yeah we're going to have to have a coffee with doris one day so that we can bring Ooh, you some no doubt yeah. no doubt guys this podcast is making me actually want to go to south africa soon hey i luckily for the cold luckily or unluckily for me i don't do cold weather mm-hmm. no nope. summer all year mm. round and yeah. you don't want to know about the weather today. i don't want to know about the cold shame i so i do what i do so that i can be in constant warmth <laughs> so let's move on to the next thing you are like a swallow yeah i am now on to the journey to magical expansion where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest Okay. So guys, welcome to the next segment of the show. This is the Journey to Magical Expansion. And as usual, I'm going to have Mizo start us off. All right. So, 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 so Doris, what book changed your life? It can be a business book. It can be a life transformation book, whatever book you choose. What, what would you like to share with our podcast listeners? Sure. Okay, of the many that I've, I've probably read, um, the one that helped me just to get my mindset right was yeah. definitely Robert Kerr's uh, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, okay. And it helped me also to understand, you know, yeah, you know, the importance of, build, of, of building cash flowing assets. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what keeps you inspired? <laughs> I think at the moment there's just so many things like you, you were talking about for me is, is the opportunities but at the same time I have had the honor after leaving my job I have had the honor of impacting so many uh, people's lives I've got students I've got over 100 students at the moment I enjoy that oh my gosh Go. I have over a hundred students that you know. For me, I've managed to impact you know over the last year. So for me, has been you know something that keeps me motivated, and that's why yeah. I'm comfortable coming out and sharing what I know. So that that's all I wanted to do. You know, if yeah. there's something that um, inspires me on a daily basis, is that I'm able to share you know what I know with other people and see other people's lives changed. So okay. if yeah. So if, if, if I believe that if you have a gift, you know, and you're not able to, to share it, you know, and you can't be remembered by something that you have done, the I, I value the most is to be able to share what I know with other people and see people's lives changed. Yeah. Right. So Doris, we were very fascinated and thinking, um, do you, how do you mentor? Can you quickly share about that? Because I know we're constantly looking for mentors. Um, uh, for ourselves and also our listeners. So how does your mentorship work? Do you do one-on-one coaching? Do you have courses? 
No, so at, at the moment, for, 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 from the property side, um, I actually work mm-hmm. uh, under Wealth Alliance, so I don't do personal oh, in other ways. I see. I do, I, I'm in partnerships, so I do consult for Wealth Alliance. I do have a contract with them, so I don't do okay. one-on-one for the I properties. See. They're the only ones okay. I do for, on my own is from the accounting side and tax side. So that one I do it um, if people want um, advice and some services there. Um, okay. Then that I yes that I can do one on one, but that is, is a normal charge service. So you know, yeah. if you want the same when you need it, you know, I'm able to to provide for that. But for the coaching, I work with the Wealth Alliance Group. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So how do people get you as a coach under Wealth Alliance? Do they have to go to Wealth Alliance and request you? Yeah. So so in the past, you know, now there's new ways of doing things now. So in the past, people <laughs> would attend. So the education obviously has to come first. So we don't just do the coaching without yeah. the education. So they have to have attended one of the Wealth Alliance um, uh, courses, which we do over. It used to be a Saturday and a Sunday, but now that things have yeah. moved online, we'll do it a three-day period. So you have to attend the basic course. And then once you are there, yeah. if you feel that, you know, what you and there you will need somebody to handhold you and then 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 that's when then they'll tell you um that we've got mentorship programs and this the available um mentors and then okay. you can wow. once you sign up and you can want to work with yes okay. Wow. Okay. okay all right so tell me what do you wish you had known and done before embarking on your property investment journey <laughs> <laughs> You mean before I started? Before you started, before before twenty sixteen. Is there anything that you wish you had known um, a little earlier than the time where you got to the education? <laughs> I think I think mm-hmm. one of the things is section day. <laughs> it's, it's one of the things. If I had known second twelve day, section twelve day. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of the things <gasps> I also. Oh, yeah, one of the things that I also wish I had known before I started is the importance of having control in the assets that I invest in. You know, mm. uh, for example, yeah, I bought a property because I always run my numbers before I buy as a rental property. And uh, I bought it in May. I tell yeah. you, it got that in August. Um, uh, last year so in between that period so when i bought it levies were 750 by the time which was reasonable i was going to make good money uh, from it so i ran my numbers i was going to have some nice cash flow from it by the time the property registered in in august there was an agm in june the levies yeah. were to 1. 1.5 1500 from 750 so oh, it doubled wow. So I just realized that it's important when you also invest in property to have control. You know, that's one thing that I wish I had known. And hence my my, uh, decision to move to multi-leds or properties where I can can make decisions myself, you know, in terms of where to and things like that. So uh, when you invest in something that you don't have control, it becomes very difficult to control your returns, you know, yes. because the much what you can rent something uh, out at, you can't just say, you, I'm going to put money at 10,000. 
So if you don't, because mm-hmm. you don't have of the top amount, so you have to be able to manage your expenses in any investment that you do. I wish that something that I would have learned is to say, invest in things that you have control over, especially in terms of expenses. Okay. Wow, yes. that is powerful. We've heard that before with with yeah. one of our guests, Untombi. Um, yeah. I can't remember what a podcast she episode said, she's at, but she said the 10. exact same thing. Oh, number 10. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah so, she, said, she said, I wanted to be the homeowners association. I was sick and tired yes. of being managed by homeowners association. <laughs> Yo, okay. guys, and let me just say, I, I am getting that sentiment right now <laughs> for my Cape Town property. I'm like, oh, this is what people are talking about. This yeah. homeowners association. You feel it. Yeah. But, uh, so Doris, what do you think you still need to learn in property? Oh, there's, there's, there's so much, my dear. I think uh, one of my uh, things that I would like to do is in terms of commercial but not, not offices. I still love residential, but on a big scale mm-hmm. to be able to do a big um, block of flats. Um, I don't like to do uh, new developments. Uh, I'm not a person that likes to do greenfields, but okay. I love brown. Um, I like to buy something yeah. that is existing and then convert it where I know I can manage the timeline. You know, I know what I'm going to get. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I would like to venture and land in terms of um, brownfields. So get a property that is already mm-hmm. existing and then redevelop. So whether maybe at the moment, you know, because of COVID-19, this probably is going to go on for a while, is that yeah. most of the commercial space or offices and stuff, you know, will remain vacant for a while. So get something okay. like mm-hmm. that that is distressed and then convert it, whether into a student accommodation or into a low-cost housing um, where I can get so many units out of the same, you know, block, you know, that would typically, if I were to do typical um, uh, offices, like 10 offices, but because it's low cost housing, you can get so many out of the same block. Um, yeah. Uh, mm. Okay. My, my next level. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. And the last question on the journey to medical expansion. Are there any other property resources you want to share, um, uh, uh, Doris? It could be a course, it could be a book, it could be a podcast or a YouTube video. What would you like a podcast listener that's listening to you to go to and educate themselves? I saw you you, you really um, emphasized on that. Yes, um, obviously the, the first thing is that I've learned a lot from, from um, Wealth Alliance. So those that want to follow and see what Wealth does, they can go to the uh, wealthalliance.com website or Riches and Beyond. This is our new brand that we've just started yes. at the moment, uh, the Riches and Beyond. But in addition, I personally do a lot of, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to with this American ones. I do coach casting. Um, because he always has different investors uh, on the show. He's on coachcarson.com. Um, I mm-hmm. also listen to Rich Dad. I follow um, richdad.com. I Rich listen Dad. to his radio show. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. and I listen to his, his webinars. He's got something interesting on his um, website as well. It's, it's called the Cash Flow Game. It's free. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. anybody can do it. Uh, it took me a while, you know, <laughs> to kind of like uh, <sighs> get used to it. But if you if if 
most first-time investors, you know, they, you literally have to play it maybe once a month or something because it, yeah. it teaches you about cash, how you build, and the fact that yeah. you know, I all the expected um, expenses. And then locally, I also yeah. follow uh, organic growth. Um, if you check organic growth, our website, they invest where I invest. I mean, I mean they manage properties a lot where I invest is a coaching. They also have available coaching. Um, they're on organic growth. They invest a lot in Rambeck. And so ah. and one of the areas. So I also like to have local as well because as much as we listen to a lot of um, um, American things. American. Yeah. And I also learned, I also follow a lot on M5. Uh, TJ was one of the guys that um, told oh, yeah. me. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, he was very rough and tough. I actually did not like him at the beginning. I thought I thought he was. Yeah. So I, I follow a lot. Lisa, you did that course, right? With M five. No, not M five. I no, I didn't know they okay. had a course. M five is the one is the partner of Slindile of Sakisizo. I just oh, know they yeah, are buildings. Oh yeah, that's how I know them. Property okay, it's a mm. buildings. But oh, TJ the something, and he's written a book, which is impressive. Yes. Ah, yes. Okay. I follow a lot of his YouTube um, uh, because he yeah. normally, um, uh, um, what do you call it? Share a lot of nuggets, you know, just yeah. the, the, without having to pay for stuff. So for people yeah. that don't, yeah. so I like lots of freebies that on a weekly basis, I always listen to some podcasts about property because that's how I learn. And that's how I guess. Challenges and how they overcame them. So for me, it's so important yes. for that learning. Um, and you, you, you get them, you can only get, get it through, um, uh, uh, what, what do we call it? Street learning, you, you know? So some of the street things learning. that, yes. you know, I, I call it uh, uh, street learning, you know, so, so that, you know, you don't have to pay the school fees that those people have paid. So every time yes. I see it, a topic that interests me, either is on Sapin or Wealth Alliance. I'm one person that I'm into property, you know, full time. So I like to full learn. Time. So, yeah. 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 So, to watch, uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. No, then I love what you've just said. So, um, how do people get hold of you, uh, Doris? How do people contact you? Oh, thank <laughs> you. Or the, the the courses that you're talking about. Yes. Um. So they can they can go on on wealthalliance.com or they can just send me a, a messenger. I, I generally would have a link that I can I can send it to them. But I'm on Facebook. That's the only place I'm at. I'm on Facebook yeah. as 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 Doris Impella. I'm not on. Okay. I am on Twitter, but I don't use it, and I'm not on Instagram. So. I'm, I'm just uh, Doris Mbella on, on Facebook. So I, I generally do respond to people if they send me a message on Messenger and then mm-hmm. I'm, I'm able to them up in terms of how they can get help if they want the mentorship or if okay. they just want advice or question. I'm, I'm free. I'm also regular probably on Sapin. I respond to people a lot there when they've got questions. I'm just passionate about sharing, you know, the information. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you awesome. so much, Doris, for showing up today. Gosh. <laughs>
this has been like oh my god thanks for sharing this is this is exactly why we do this podcast because yeah somebody that is listening might not might have missed something on the previous mm. podcast but they hear you better because yes. they can identify with you you are a mom of two or they can identify you for whatever reason it's the tone yeah. in the voice yeah. we have no idea but i just know that this 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 is going to impact lots and lots of people so thank yeah. you again for honoring us yeah. by being here it's a pleasure ah, thank you doris and, and thank you pleasure. property magicians thank you Pardon? <laughs> yeah, i'm saying yeah. thank you mm. thank you guys and we'll see you guys next week, Property Magicians. Don't forget to drop us a comment and to share this podcast. Thank you for joining us for the Property Magicians podcast. Please share this episode with your family, friends, and even strangers. If you find this valuable, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and Podbean Station. Or better yet... Subscribe to our mailing list at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. And receive our complimentary Creating Intentional Wealth ebook. Also, join the conversation on Facebook in our Facebook group. Just type in Wealthy Money Magicians answer the questions and join the Facebook group. Let's have a conversation about money and all things property related. Thank you once again.